Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Strange Matters podcast. Here at Strange Matters, we discuss everything that is mysterious, bizarre, and unexplained. I am Sean, and I will be the host for this episode. In this episode, we will be discussing one of the most popular and infamous top-secret military experiments in American history. While many believe that these projects and experiments are, and have always been, simply works of fiction and mere hoaxes, there are so many others who claim that there is some legitimacy behind them. This episode will be the first segment in a new series looking at the mysterious and extraordinary Montauk Project. Specifically in this initial installment of this series, we will be focusing on a secret military operation that some believe is the predecessor of Montauk, and that is the Philadelphia Experiment. In this segment, I will be going over the history of the Philadelphia Experiment, the wild claims and impossible feats that this project supposedly accomplished, as well as the counter-arguments for those that say that none of the events or the experiments themselves ever actually happened. The idea for this episode came out of our recent Twitter poll, asking what topics you listeners wanted to hear us talk about, with secret military experiments barely edging out the New World Order conspiracy. Thanks a lot for all those who voted on the Twitter poll, and for those who wanted to hear about the New World Order, have no fears, we will get around to covering that topic in the near future as well. Before we get started, I'd like to thank all of our supporters on Patreon who make Strange Matters possible. For any other listeners who would like to help this podcast grow and improve, as well as to help decide what topics we should cover, and even gain access to monthly exclusive bonus episodes, please check out our page at patreon.com strangematters, where you can pledge a small monthly donation. We would like to thank our newest supporter of the podcast, Linda, as well as to Hale for raising their monthly pledge, so thanks a lot for helping support Strange Matters. So for now, let's get started discussing these secret military experiments. The Montauk Project is a rumored series of top-secret military projects carried out by the United States government. The bulk of these projects and experiments were conducted at Camp Hero, also called the Montauk Air Force Station, on Montauk, Long Island. At Montauk, scientists and military personnel carried out experiments for the advancement of the United States military. These include developing psychological warfare techniques, as well as more physics-defined projects, even going so far as utilizing time travel. Some claim that the experiments conducted under the Montauk Project banner came about as an extension or continuation of the Philadelphia experiment, which happened decades earlier. And it is this experiment which will be the main focus of this episode. Just as with the later operations and research done at Montauk, the Philadelphia experiment also allegedly dealt with secret operations designed to bend the laws of science in order to create a device or mechanism that would completely turn a Navy ship invisible to the naked eye. So from this point on, I will be discussing the ins and outs of the Philadelphia experiment for the majority of the episode, and showing how it would lead to the Montauk Project later on. The Philadelphia experiment, also known as Project Rainbow, was an alleged military operation that took place in 1943, right in the middle of World War II. This Navy-run experiment took place at the Naval Shipyards in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The purpose of this top-secret wartime endeavor was for the Navy to create a ship that could not be detected or damaged by German magnetic mines or be seen by radar, allowing the ship to navigate deep into enemy territory undetected. According to the alleged story, the ultimate act of the experiment was when the U.S. Navy destroyer escort USS Eldridge was supposedly rendered entirely invisible or cloaked 
to any known device or methods of detection. As it would turn out, however, the results of the experiment were far different and incredibly more dangerous than the Navy ever expected, thus forcing the operation to be shut down eventually, or as others believe, put on hold before the techniques could be picked up later for another secret project. The main principles and ideas behind the Philadelphia experiment were allegedly based on the unified field theory. This theory was presented by Albert Einstein to describe, both mathematically and physically, the interrelated nature of the forces of electromagnetic radiation and gravity. This theory states that gravity and magnetism are connected, just as mass and energy are connected through the formula E equals mc squared. If the unified field theory actually exists, it would unite the two separate fields of electromagnetism and gravity into one single field. Officially, Einstein, nor any other mathematician or scientist, has solved or proven the unified field theory. But of course, the Philadelphia experiment would suggest otherwise. Those who believe in the conspiracies behind the secret projects that will be covered in the series think that the riddle behind the unified field theory is a government secret, as it is capable of many fantastic things that would otherwise be physically impossible. As the story goes, American researchers did know how to utilize the United Field Theory, and the government requested that this be put to the war use to give our military a high advantage. These top-level scientists and researchers proposed that, if done correctly, a version of this type of field could enable powerful electrical generators to actually bend light around an object via refraction. To give you listeners an example, many have probably seen some type of similar technology in futuristic or sci-fi video games and movies, such as in Predator. Of course, being able to turn invisible sounded like a pretty good idea, so the United States Navy regarded this theory as the highest military value. It is thought that the Navy was a major sponsor of the experiment, with the end goal of creating ships that could sail around undetected by any means. So the researchers got to work, and in 1943, they were ready to test out their secret experiment to see if such a feat was in fact possible. By the summer of 1943, two years into the United States' involvement in World War II, the U.S. was locked in a back-and-forth sea war between American destroyers and the famed U-boat submarines and magnetic mines of the Germans. The U.S. Navy was hoping to put the new scientific theory to their advantage to allow them to gain the upper hand. After all the research had been finished, the necessary equipment and parts were manufactured and sent to the base of operations for the secret experiment, the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. There, a newly commissioned destroyer escort called the USS Eldridge was being equipped with several large generators as part of the top-secret mission to help turn the tide of war and allow the U.S. to win the Battle of the Atlantic with ease. The basic design has two large Tesla coils, or electromagnets, placed on each side of the ship. The coils are turned on in a special sequence, and their magnetic force is so powerful that they could actually warp gravity itself. The first test was conducted in the summer of 1943, and though no one was sure what exactly would happen, they could not have imagined the unforeseen consequences. With the full crew on board, it was time to test the system. Word spread on the ship that the generators were designed to power a new kind of a magnetic field that would make the warship invisible to enemy radar. Sometime in the mid-afternoon, while in sight of plenty of nearby ships and observers, the go-ahead order was called, and the powerful generators on board were activated. During this first test, 
the Eldritch did suddenly appear to be practically invisible to all those observing. Where the 300-foot ship had been, witnesses only saw some sort of greenish fog in its place. After a few moments, the ship suddenly reappeared just as quickly as it had gone visible, right where it had been. Sailors and crew members on board were overcome with severe nausea after completion of the test, but it wasn't until everyone had gained their senses and searched the ship afterwards that the real horror was found. Due to an unknown cause in the experiment, throughout the ship multiple crew members were found partially embedded and merged with the metal structure of the ship. Different human body parts could be seen sticking out of walls and on the deck, turning the ship into something that would look like a modern-day Halloween scare house. One sailor was said to have teleported to the deck below where he had been, but he was stuck in place as one of his hands was completely embedded in the steel hull beside him. After this unusual scene and perhaps caused by the unnatural forces of the experiment, multiple sailors supposedly had psychotic breakdowns and had to be taken away. Seeing the horrific extent of the experiment and the damage caused both mentally and physically in the crew, the Navy requested some changes to be made. Obviously, being invisible isn't practical in wartime if it turns half of your crew into raving lunatics and the other half into embedded ship decorations. For the next experiment, the Navy did not need for the ship to be invisible to the naked eye, but instead just wanted it to become completely undetected by radar. The next experiment was slotted to be repeated in October of 1943. However, perhaps due to equipment malfunction or the scientists just didn't know the full extent of what they were actually trying to do, this time the results were even more bizarre. Upon activation of the equipment, the ship once again disappeared. This time, though, it did not simply become invisible, but instead seemed to simply vanish into thin air. The witness account claims that there was a bright flash of blue light, and afterwards the massive ship was just gone. At this point, those in charge of the experiment were most likely a bit disturbed at the thought of having to report to the Navy that their thousand-ton ship and its full crew suddenly blinked out of physical existence, and they were left wondering what in the world had happened. Unbeknownst to them, over 200 miles away in Norfolk, Virginia, the Eldridge suddenly appeared in a flash out of nowhere, seemingly having teleported instantly to this location. Whether the ship was able to contact the naval base back at Philadelphia, or the researchers there were left wondering what to do, after a few minutes the ship once again slipped momentarily out of existence, and then reappeared right back where it started in the waters around Philadelphia. As with the previous disastrous experiment, many versions of the accounts include descriptions of crew members being physically fused to bulkheads, some rematerialized inside out, while others suffered from mental disorders and so others just simply vanish, never to be seen again. To prevent such extraordinary and horrifying results to leak to the public, those who went through with the experiment were subjected to brainwashing in order to maintain the secrecy of the experiment. Now, for such an incredible feat that the Philadelphia experiment was able to pull off, though it did have a number of disturbing side effects, many would think that it would be impossible to keep such a thing a secret. From the alleged accounts of the different experiments performed, there were seemingly at least several hundred of witnesses present, both those observing, those on board the Eldridge, as well as those watching from neighboring ships. Though the story goes that nearly everyone involved was brainwashed to forget everything after the dissolution of the experiments, for something of this magnitude you would think that there would have been still a good number of different witness accounts 
that we would have to corroborate the story. Unfortunately, this is far from the case, and makes this the main reason why very few take the entirety of the Philadelphia experiment seriously. Almost everything that we know about the Philadelphia experiment, including the alleged vanishing and teleportation of the Eldridge, all comes from one source, a man named Carl M. Allen, who is better known by his pseudonym Carlos Miguel Allende. Carlos Allende would send multiple letters about the Philadelphia experiments, and in particular sent a number of them to one man, Morris Jessup, who was an astronomer and former graduate-level researcher. Jessup had written The Case for the UFO, a book describing unidentified flying objects and theories about the different means of propulsion that flying saucer-style UFOs might use, such as anti-gravity or the manipulation of electromagnetism. Allende's correspondence to Jessup includes descriptions on how the U.S. military used Einstein's revelations to teleport an entire naval destroyer and its crew. It was from Allende's pen that came the first ever mention of the word Philadelphia experiment. Curious, Jessup looked further into the matter, but found that no other witnesses from the crew of the Eldridge, or anyone even stationed at the naval base, had ever come forward in the years since the event. While Jessup did try to look into and investigate Allende's wild claims, he became frustrated when the man writing to him was unable to produce any type of physical evidence of any kind. On the verge of dropping this investigation and moving on to his next topic of research, Jessup was surprised when he was contacted by two officers from the Navy's Office of Naval Research, or ONR, in 1957. The two officers were responding to a strange package that they had received the previous year, which contained a copy of Jessup's book, The Case for the UFO, which appeared to have a lot of annotated notes written inside claiming advanced knowledge of physics that linked extraterrestrial technology to breakthroughs in unified field theory. The notes in the book presented by the officers appear to them as having come from three different writers, but Jessup instantly knew what he was looking at. He recognized, though slightly altered to appear to come from three different sources, that all the handwriting likely came from one man, the same man who had been writing to him about the Philadelphia experiment, Carlos Allende. Stalling on finding any more evidence, Morris Jessup moved on and continued to write about UFOs. However, each follow-up book to his original sold less and less, leaving him in financial trouble. His wife had left him at this point, and while driving from New York to Florida, Jessup was injured badly in a serious car accident. His friends later stated that he became somewhat unstable and depressed after these events. However, something must have happened to change Jessup's point of view on the Philadelphia experiment. On April 19, 1959, Jessup contacted a Dr. Manson Valentine and asked him to meet up the following day. Jessup told Valentine that he had made a stunning breakthrough regarding an event known as the Philadelphia Experiment and that he needed to tell someone about it. The next morning, Morris Jessup would not appear at the meeting, however. Later in that day, Jessup would be found sitting in his car, with a hose connected to the exhaust pipe and leading into his rear window. He was dead ruled a suicide after his autopsy. Of course, with the suspicious timing of it all, those who believe in the reality of the Philadelphia experiment claim that his death is directly linked to his newfound knowledge of the top-secret event. The conspiracy goes that perhaps Jessup's phone lines were being monitored, 
And upon hearing that he had some type of proof regarding the experiment, top government agents killed him off, staging it as a suicide to continue the cover-up operation of the event that had occurred 16 years ago. While there is a bit of a mystery that could be caused by his untimely death, most would believe there is a simpler explanation to Jessup's alleged suicide. A number of his close acquaintances admit that there is a possibility that he had been driven to suicide from looking into the conspiracy of the secret case while in an unstable state. But some of Jessup's close friends stated that he had brought up the topic of suicide several times in the months leading up to his death, and being severely depressed without seeking help eventually led the man to taking his own life. As for Carlos Allende, he would live until 1994 and would continue to sporadically mail letters over the years about the Philadelphia experiment to anyone and everyone who would bother to listen or believe in his amazing claims. Over the decades following Jessup's death, the rumors of the experiment continued to live on, gaining popularity over time. In 1984, there was even a film released about the secret operations, titled, of course, The Philadelphia Experiment. After the production of this movie, a man named Al Bielik would end up coming forward and claiming that he had personally taken part in this secret experiment. Bielik states that, just as with all the other participants, he had been brainwashed to forget it all. It was only after seeing the movie in 1988 did his repressed memories come back and suddenly he remembered everything. If anything, Bielik's story is even more outlandish and unusual than Allende's accounts had been. For Bielik, he states that he wasn't just an observer like Allende, but he actually worked and had inside information about the inner workings of the experiment. For you listeners who have found everything discussed in this episode to be pretty crazy up to this point, this new information takes it to a whole new level. Bielik claims that he was personally involved with both the Philadelphia Experiment and the later Montauk Project. He states that famous scientists and inventors such as Dr. Albert Einstein, Dr. John von Neumann, and Dr. Nikola Tesla, among others, were all involved in the secret works. Bielik says that he was transported forward in time to the future after his involvement with the Philadelphia Experiment, and that it was here in the future that he had been brainwashed by the Navy. This brainwashing led him to believe that his name was Alfred Bielik, while being forced to forget his true and original identity of Edward Cameron until years later. Bielik, or going by the identity of Ed Cameron as he claims he was in this earlier timeline, studied at Princeton in 1932, where he would meet Dr. John von Neumann, the famous Hungarian-American mathematician, physicist, and inventor. Ed would finish up his education with a PhD at Harvard in 1939. After graduating, both Ed Cameron and his brother Duncan were recruited to work with the Navy. There, Dr. Von Neumann recruited both of them to work in the Rainbow Project, which would later be known as the Philadelphia Experiment. While working for this project, Ed got to meet Tesla and Albert Einstein, both who were involved in developing the mathematical theories behind the project. According to this version of the theory, Albert Einstein did complete his unified field theory that could be used to create the overall set of equations to produce invisibility. Einstein suggested its use in such a project to the Navy on several occasions. As for the experiments themselves, Bielik states that some of the technology used in the Philadelphia experiment and later in the Montauk project were given to us by aliens. 
His further claims would become even more fantastic, including multiple instances of time travel, teleportation, and even being sent to other star systems to speak with aliens. Obviously, with the amount of rather unbelievable claims, for as few people who believed Carlos Allende's stories, even fewer would believe Bielik. Those who do follow the Philadelphia experiment say that some of the man's claims are based on some truths, but he is greatly exaggerating some features while adding others just for his own personal gains and reasons. The fact that his memory was completely blocked until it could be reawakened after seeing the movie The Philadelphia Experiment leads plenty of others to have some major doubts about all of Bielik's claims. Though most would just assume that he was some type of crazy nut job, Bielik does have a PhD in physics and worked as an electrical engineer over 30 years, so he does have some technical knowledge. Believers admit that, perhaps because of his obvious intelligence and skills, he cannot be discounted entirely. So to summarize, as far as detailed written accounts about the Philadelphia Experiment, the bulk of so-called evidence can be directly linked to the two men I've just discussed, Carlos Allende and Al Bielik, one of whom could not produce any type of physical evidence, and the other who claims to be a time traveler. It is quite understandable that, due to these facts, not many people really buy into any of the claims made about the Philadelphia Experiment as a whole. Just as with any good conspiracy, though, there are still enough people who do believe to keep the legend of the experiments to continue. Not only that, but others have tried to come up with varying alternatives to what caused the Philadelphia Experiment to work in the first place. A scientist named Alexander S. Fraser believes that the disappearance of the Eldridge was never done with electromagnetism, but rather with thermal fields. A thermal field could have caused the optical mirage effect that was reported to have occurred during the duration of the experiment. Carlos Allende had spoken of a scorched field of optical wavering, all of which are products of a thermal field, according to Fraser. As for the part about the Eldridge disappearing in front of everyone's eyes... Fraser presents that perhaps under certain weather conditions, the ship could have seemed to just disappear. As with other similar conditions, it has been known to cause islands to disappear to those observing them from a distance as well. Yet another scientist believes that sonic and ultrasonic waves were used. The sonic waves could have been used to create a type of air blanket around the ship. And since there were many alleged experiments done in the 1940s with high-power ultrasonic waves, the Philadelphia experiment could have been one of them. Strong sonic fields also caused debilitating side effects upon humans, which could explain the feelings of nausea the crew felt after the operations. With virtually no actual evidence, however, the technicalities of the Philadelphia experiment continue to be a matter of debate among those who believe it did happen. Most agree that no matter what actually caused such a field to appear, this field did extend up to around 100 yards outside the ship and into the water surrounding it. Those observing could barely make out anything happening within the sphere field, the only vague visible shape being the hull of the Eldridge in the water. This field would appear to be the green mist that was observed around the ship when it seemed to go invisible. The witness accounts, namely by Alinde and Bielek, claim that within this field, matter itself was changed, making it possible for the men on the ship to be able to walk through physical objects. But when this field was suddenly shut off, the crew members who happened to be passing through solid objects at the time were found stuck in bulkheads, the hull, within the ship's deck, and some even being found with the railings of the ship stuck completely through their bodies. 
This is the explanation used as to why many of the crew members were found embedded with the ship after the experiment. Yet another disturbing fate to some of the crew members were those who became stuck in what appeared to be another dimensional space. Those who got stuck in this way became practically invisible and were unable to move, speak, or communicate with anybody over a period of time until they would, for some reason, reappear back in normal time and space. Carlos Allende wrote about these events in his letters to Morris Jessup, saying that the crew members identify the occurrences of getting stuck as Hell Incorporated. So as interesting and disturbing as the entire events of the Philadelphia Experiment are, nearly everyone in the modern world views the whole thing as complete fiction. Due to a lack of number of actual valid witness accounts, and with no physical proof to speak of, it is hard to think of the Philadelphia Experiment as being anything that could have actually taken place. Over the years, there has been plenty of skepticism and doubt about the supposed secret military operation, and many have presented their own findings that would prove the experiment never happened at all. In 1994, the French-born astrophysicist Jacques Vallée published an article in the Journal of Scientific Exploration titled Anatomy of a Hoax, the Philadelphia Experiment 50 Years Later. Vallée had previously asked readers to contact him if they had further information about the event. During this time, Vallée would end up receiving a letter from a Navy veteran, Edward Dudgeon, who served in the U.S. during World War II from 1942 to 1945. Dudgeon had served on the USS Engstrom, which was dry docked in the Philadelphia Naval Yard during the summer of 1943. Dudgeon was an electrician in the Navy and had full knowledge of the classified devices that were installed on the ship. According to him, these devices were not some type of invisibility machines or teleportation engines, but were rather instead devices that enabled these ships to scramble their magnetic signature using a technique called degaussing. Degaussing is the process of decreasing or eliminating a remnant magnetic field and was originally applied to the U.S. ship's magnetic signatures during World War II. The ship would be wrapped in large cables and zapped with high-voltage charges. A Degas ship with these devices wouldn't be invisible to radar, but it would be nearly undetectable by the U-boat's magnetic torpedoes, as well as the defensive magnetic mines used by the Nazi Germans. Dudgeon claimed that he was familiar with the wild rumors about disappearing ships, but said that was likely rumors spread by a loose sailor talk about invisibility of a ship in relation to torpedoes. As for the claims of the Eldridge mysterious appearance in Norfolk and sudden reappearance in Philadelphia, Dudgeon says that it could have been an exaggeration of a possible truth, as the Navy used inland canals, off-limits to commercial vessels, which would cut the trip from two days to just six hours, something that an inexperienced outsider would claim to be an impossibly quick journey. One of the most damning pieces of evidence against the experiment from ever happening occurred in 1999 when the Philadelphia Inquirer reported on a reunion in Atlantic City of sailors who served on the USS Eldridge. The sailors said that the ship never actually ever docked in Philadelphia. In reality, it was stationed at Brooklyn on the supposed dates of its disappearance. The Navy has since released the Eldridge's deck log and war diary, and it confirms that at no time was the Eldridge actually in Philadelphia. The Eldridge's war diary reads as such. The Eldridge remained in New York and the Long Island Sound until September 16th, when it left for Bermuda. From September 18th to October 15th, it underwent training and sea trials. 
On October 18th, it left in a convoy for New York and remained there until November 1st. Also, the Navy states that there was an experiment performed in Philadelphia on the USS Timmermans generating plant in the 1950s. This experiment tried to obtain 1000 Hz instead of the standard 400 Hz from the generator, which resulted in very bright light discharges. The Navy claims that these light discharges may have been the odd flashes witnessed by Carlos Allende, which caused him to mistake the experiment on the Timmerman for the Philadelphia experiment and led to him later writing letters about it which started the whole thing in the first place. So while all this sounds much more logical and reasonable than time traveling and teleporting naval ships and would convince most people that the whole thing was made up, there are others who still think differently. They claim that the Navy simply forged the documents showing the Eldridge was not in Philadelphia. As for the sailors never remembering being in Philadelphia, again there are claims that they were all brainwashed to forget everything that occurred during the secret experiments. Conspiracy theorists bring up the fact that the United States government has been known to cover up top secret events because of national security. An example of such a situation would be the Manhattan Project, another secret project during World War II which culminated with the building of the atomic bomb. That being said, believers of the Philadelphia Experiment are greatly outnumbered by those who regard everything about it as just an interesting work of imagination by a few select individuals. So for a summary, despite its near-universal debunking as a hoax, the Philadelphia Experiment still endures to this day as a type of paranormal conspiracy legend. Jacques Vallée, who I mentioned earlier in the episode, who wrote an article discussing the longevity of the Philadelphia Experiment myth, claims that powerful imagery is key to the success of any long-lived hoax. Like the debunked photo of the Loch Ness Monster, the infamous video of Bigfoot, or the doctored pictures of the Cottingley Fairies, the vivid mental images of a disappearing ship and its mangled crewmen helped capture the public's imagination and caused the story of the experiment to remain for decades. It's also thought that the plausibility of the Philadelphia experiment can be attributed to a general mistrust of both the United States military and the federal government, which has been known to carry out unethical experiments on their own soldiers and citizens at numerous points in U.S. history. So whether you believe it is fact or fiction, there is little debate that the story of the Philadelphia Experiment, at least, is interesting and fascinating. The idea of a secret military experiment which opened the door to teleportation and time travel is pretty exciting. As stated at the beginning of this episode, it is conjectured that the Philadelphia Experiment would be continued on years later under the works of the infamous Montauk Project which would perform feats even greater than what was allegedly performed under the Philadelphia Experiment. The details of the Montauk Project itself will be covered in the second part of this series in the near future, so for all those curious to see just how far the secret military experiments can go, be on the lookout for that episode to come out soon. So thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Strange Matters Podcast. If you have your own thoughts or theories or feedback on the Philadelphia Experiment or the Montauk Project as a whole, please feel free to write to us at our email, strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always send suggestions for future episodes as well. You can also get in contact with our social media through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Finally, we ask if you are listening to the podcast on iTunes and enjoy the show, please take the time to leave a rating and a review. It means a lot to us to be able to read your feedback, and it also helps promote the podcast so we can always reach new listeners. So until the next episode of the Strange Matters podcast, take care, everybody.